Ah, 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 don't touch that dial. This is the Blondie program brought to you by the Watertown Players. Before we join the bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue, let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Juanita Eddington. Raise that curtain, Juanita. When the wind is free, take good care of yourself. You belong to me. Eat an apple every day. Get to bed by three. Take good care of yourself. You belong to me. Be careful crossing streets. Ooh, don't eat meat. Ooh, cut out sweets. You'll get a pain and ruin your tum-tum Take your spoon out of your cup When you're drinking tea Take good care of yourself You belong to me Button up your overcoat When the wind is free Take good care of yourself You belong to me Wear your flannel underwear when you climb a tree. Take good care of yourself, you belong to me. Don't sit on hornets' tails, ooh, or on nails, ooh, or third rails, ooh. You'll get a pain and ruin your tum-tum. Never start an argument. With the bumblebee, take good care of yourself. You belong to me. Thank you, Juanita. You know, folks, these days you have lots and lots of choices. Some choices are easy to make, and some are difficult to make. Do I have cereal for breakfast or eggs? Do I wear the flannel shirt or a t-shirt? Do I buy my wife a meat coat or a can opener for our anniversary? Hmm, decisions, decisions, decisions. Well, there's an easy choice when it comes to family-friendly, affordable entertainment. Look no further than the Watertown Players. The Watertown Players have been around for more than 30 years and have provided some of the best comedies, musicals, and children's theater productions in the area. The Watertown Players makes its home at 210 South Water Street in the market right here in downtown Watertown. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now, for our weekly visit with Blondie and Dagwood Bumstead. It's still fairly early on a Saturday afternoon, but the sky is black with low-hanging clouds that seem to be sagging with the weight of water they have saved up for this rainy day. Every once in a while, the cold fingers of the wind tear off a sample of the nearest cloud, roll it into a thousand pellets of ice water, and fling them against the back of Dagwood's neck as he trudges up the path from his front gate. Dag's mood is like the day, dark, damp, and dismal. But he tries to twist his face into a smile as Blondie throws open the door, 
Hurry in, Dagwood. It's going to rain. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> Why, Dagwood, what's the matter with your face? Neuralgia? No, no. My face is all right. I'm, I'm smiling. Oh, well, you don't have to do it anymore. You're home now, so just relax. Thanks. I'll take your hat and coat. Thanks. There now. Sit down in our easy chair and tell me what's happened. I just found out something, Blondie. What? It's terrible. Oh, Dagwood, what? I haven't got any personality. Why, Dagwood Bumstead, you have so. Why haven't you? Look in the pocket of my coat. There's some little kind of cards in it. These? Uh-huh. Read them. The man worthwhile is the man who can smile when everything goes dead wrong. But when I try it, people just get nervous. Laugh and the world laughs with you. Not with me. Here's one that says it's always darkest just before the dawn. Yeah, but who wants to get up that early? The next one says your weight today is... I can't make out how much it says you weigh. That's the wrong side, for the motto. Oh! Did you get all these cards out of a weighing machine, Dagwood? Uh-huh. I was waiting for a man I had to see. It was old man Scrimper. He kept me waiting outside a drugstore. A drugstore? Uh-huh. It was a cut-rate drugstore, and he was in there a long time, arguing with the clerk that he ought to sell postage stamps cut-rate, too. Goodness. He likes to bargain. So I waited a long time, and they had penny machines. The first one I put a penny into, I got six and a half peanuts, and a lot of salt. That's expensive for peanuts. Yeah, so after that, I took my trade over to the weighing machine. I got weighed five times. What happened when old man Scrimper came out of the drugstore? Oh, uh, then I followed him home. It's a long walk out to his place. You walked? Well, he won't drive a car because gas costs money. And I tried to make a hit with him by walking, too. You poor boy, on a day like this. It hadn't started to rain then. Well, you certainly deserved to get that contract, Dagwood. You've been after him every day for a week. I didn't get it, though. What? When I got out there, another firm was remodeling his house. They already had the roof half off. I hope they tear it all down. Dithers will think it's my fault I didn't get Scrimper to sign with us. He'll say I haven't got enough personality for a salesman. Nonsense. Just because you're kind of easygoing... I wasn't very easygoing when I found out old Scrimper had me waiting around a week while he was dickering with that other firm. When he left at me, I saw Red. Never mind what you saw, Dagwood. What did you say to him? Well, I thought of some pretty sharp things I should have said on the way home. Yes, but what did you say to Scrimper? Well, I said, you'll be sorry someday. I guess that wasn't so hot. No, maybe it would be better if you did get madder at people sometimes. Oh, I do get mad, only I don't like to say so. Sometimes I get so mad at Fuddle's jokes I want to kick him. And sometimes I get so mad at Dithers I... I want to hand in my resignation. Oh, Dagwood, you wouldn't do that though, will you? Well, the only thing stops me doing it is... I'm afraid he'll accept it. 
Oh, Dagwood. Well, remember, it's always darkest just before the dawn. Cheer up. I've got a nice lunch for you. Yeah, I smell it. It smells like burnt toast. Burnt? <gasps> Dagwood, it's your liver. No, my liver's all right. Not your liver, the liver I was cooking. Oh, dear, it will be burnt black. It's always blackest after the burn. <laughs> oh, gosh, what a life. Two, who's that? Bumstead, listen, your house is on fire. No, it isn't. B but I saw the smoke pouring out of your kitchen window. That's just liver. Nonsense. When it's liver, you see spots in front of your eyes, not smoke. It's just my lunch liver burning up. What? And you lie there while your lunch burns? Oh, Blondie'll put it out. Well, if it was my lunch, I'd be put out myself. <laughs> oh, that burns me up. <laughs> Fuddle, did anyone ever kick you after you crack one of those jokes? No. Why? Just wondered. It was your liver, Dagwood. Uh-huh. But never mind, dear. I'm baking hot biscuits, too. That's good. Uh, Blondie? Yes, dear? I smell something else burning. The biscuits! Oh, dear. Tough luck, old man. Well, that's the way it goes on a day like this. Bumstead, you know what's wrong with you? Yeah. No personality. Right. It is? Now, don't get me wrong, Bumstead. You're a nice fellow, but you lack gumption. Uh-huh. No fight in you, Bumstead. But listen, I can fix that for you. I don't know. I tried deep breathing and two memory courses, but... Ah, but have you ever looked inside your mind, Bumstead? Have you ever glimpsed the man within? Gosh, no. I'm no contortionist. No, Bumstead, you don't understand. Until yesterday, I was as blind as you. But a lucky accident led me to the secret. Yeah? Yes. Now I have drunk deep from the spring of knowledge. Now I know that within the weakest of us, even in you, Bumstead, there dwells a giant. Look, Fuddle, where did you say you'd been drinking? Let's have no levity here, Bumstead. I've come to help you scale the heights. I've come to show you the way to mastery of men. I can make you a captain of industry, a colossus of power. Could you give me a raise, too? A raise? Stop thinking in picayune terms, old man. How would you like to be, say, sales manager of J.C. Dither's company? Why, uh, that would be swell. How would what? you like to be general manager of J.C. Dither's company? Eh? Uh, why, fine. How would you like to... How would you like some cold salmon for lunch, Dagwood? Why, swell. Uh, no, I don't like cold salmon on cold days. Well, I'm making more biscuits. What are you two up to now? Well, uh, it's a secret, Blondie. Uh-huh. Well, it won't be a secret much longer if you keep shouting at each other the way you were doing. I've got honey for the biscuits, too. Go ahead, Fuddle. Uh, where was I? You were general manager. Oh, yeah. Uh, how did I get there? Simple, my boy. Easy as falling off a log. Well, I've never rolled off a log. 
I don't know. All you have to do is to get rid of your inferiority complex. Have an operation, you mean? No, no, Bumstead. Your inferiority complex is a state of mind. It makes you afraid of people. Afraid you're not as smart or as strong as they are. Get rid of it. Yeah, I knew there was some catch to all this. How am I going to get rid of something I've had around all my life? I'm... I'm so used to it and, and everything. That's just it, Bumstead. And I see clings like ivy. Poison ivy. Gosh. But I can remove it painlessly in five minutes. Golly, how? You see this book? Well, I'll be darned. I haven't seen one of those paperback novels for years. What is it? Nick Carter? No. This is no mere work of fiction, Bumstead. It is a work of science. Chemistry, huh? No, no, Bumstead. Listen. Within the torn and well-thumbed covers of this epic opus hides the secret of a full and bounteous life. This is a priceless thing, my boy. It says 25 cents on the cover there. The man was glad to take a dime for it, but that's not the idea. Look. Read the inspiring words engraved on the flyleaf here. How to overcome all obstacles in one easy jump. Read on. Or the art of hypnotism exposed. Oh yeah, I've seen those fellers in vaudeville. You've never seen anything like this in vaudeville, Bumstead. Why, with what I have already learned from these pages, and I've only read up to page 10, I can make you anything in the world you want to be. Anything? Positively anything. Uh-huh. Then make me vice president instead of general manager. Fair enough. The work of a moment. All I need is your cooperation and this simple device I rigged up in the garage last night. Look this over. Uh-huh. A flashlight battery and a small buzzer. Wrong, Bumstead. What you see there is a large, lazy honeybee buzzing around your garden on a warm summer afternoon. Listen, Fuddle. I think you've got to be going. No! Listen. A fine thing. Getting me all excited and then pull a gag. It's no gag, my boy. This buzzer is going to represent the drone of a large bee. It helps fix your attention. Helps make you sleepy. I don't need any help to get sleepy. But you need help to get into the trance. Oh, well, that's different. I... Hey, what trance? I'm not going into any trance. Oh, yes. I've got to put you into a trance to bring your subconscious into tune with your alter ego. Nobody's putting me into any trance. That's final. All right. All right. Go on being a nobody. Never get to be vice president. I, I don't care. Well, I may not amount to much, but I have my health. This will give you health. Wealth and happiness. Come on, be a sport. Yeah, but look. How does it feel to be in a trance? You feel no pain, Bumstead. On the contrary, you gain power, strength, boundless energy to win. Well, I'll try. But if I don't like it at first... Just say the word. Now, lie back on the couch again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Ooh. Say, I feel sleepy already. That's not the trance yet. I haven't begun to work on you yet. Now, relax. Uh-huh. Breathe deeply. Now, you are in a garden, Bumstead. A sunny garden on a June day. Ah, what do you smell? Burnt biscuits. No, 
you smell flowers, Bumstead. Millions of lovely flowers. Ah, breathe deeply. Now, here comes a honeybee. A big, fat honeybee. Dagwood. Shh. What's the matter? Dagwood was just going out. In all this rain? No, no, not outdoors. Out of his conscious into his subconscious. Look, he is out. It's easier than I thought. He's in a trance. If that's a trance, he's in one most of the time. He's just asleep. What? How does he expect me to put him in a trance if he can't stay awake long enough to be put to sleep? Millions of flowers. (gasps) He thinks he's in the garden. Maybe I can work it from here. Listen, Bumstead, here comes a honeybee after the flowers. Here he comes. Buzzing, droning over your head. He makes you drowsy. Your eyes are heavy with sleep. You can't stay awake. Sleep. 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 Look, he's happy as a king. He's under the spell. Watch now. Bumstead, you are a man of destiny. You know you are. Say after me now. I am now Dagwood Bumstead, Vice President of J.C. Dither's Company. I am now Dagwood Bumstead, Vice President of J.C. Dither's Company. It's working. Now, Dagwood, say, I am now a man, not a mouse. I am now a man, not a mouse. Well, for goodness sake. I am now a moose. No, no, Bumstead. You broke the spell, Blondie. I'll have to start over. I am now Dagwood Bumstead, president of J.C. Dither's Company. Hear that? He's promoted himself. The cure is complete. Listen, Mr. Fuddle, what's all this about? I will show you, madame. Sit up, Bumstead. Rise and take command. You bet I will. Look at him. A terrific change has occurred. Look at the firm set of that jaw. The stern gleam in his eye. Stomach in. Chest out. Inhale. Exhale. Ah. From stupid to stupendous. (laughs) Fuddle. Yes, old man? Don't call me old man anymore. I don't like it. And I don't like your jokes. Let's have no more of them. Eh? I don't like your face very much either. Now, Dagwood, that isn't very nice. Silence! I'm handling this. Oh, Mr. Fuddle, this is awful. What can we do? Humor him. Don't cross him now. Fuddle. Right here, old uh, Mr. Bumstead. Open the front door, Fuddle. He wants air. Sure, sure, Mr. Bumstead. Open the door. Yes, sir. Face the door, Fuddle. Certainly, certainly. I see a pin near the door. Pick it up. Uh, a pin? Listen, it's hard for a man of my build to, uh, stoop. Humor him, Mr. Fuddle. Stoop, Fuddle? Okay, okay. But I must say, I don't get it. Don't worry, you'll get it right now. Oh! Dagwood, you kicked him. Wait, I'll brush you off, Mr. Fuddle. I just gave him the brush off. <laughs> Digwood, let us in. Mr. Fuddle is all wet. 
He always was. <laughs> Old Dr. Fuddle fell in a puddle up to his muddle. <laughs> Get it? Can you see anything through the window, Mr. Fuddle? Yeah, it looks bad. Dagwood's rigged himself up a throne now. He's got his easy chair up on a table and he's making a speech with gestures. Oh, dear. Well, this door isn't really locked. Maybe if we went in... Now, wait a minute. I'm not going to be kicked out of the same place twice in the same day. Well, you got him into this condition. You'll have to get him out of it. How? How? Don't you know? I hadn't got that far in the book. I was only up to page 10. Well, it must say in the book. Where is it? It's here. Soaking wet. I can't read it anyhow with this rain in my face. Stand in under the porch more. Now find the place that tells about getting people out of the trance. Uh, let's see. Page 10. Hmm... It says here, to remove the spell, see page 13. Ah, now we're getting somewhere. Find page 13. Hurry. I don't want to tear these wet pages at this point. Let, let's see. Page 10, page 11, page 14, page... You've passed page 13. Passed it? No. It, it isn't here. It, it's gone. Gone? It can't be gone. You've got to find it. <laughs> Oh, dear. Here's Mr. Dithers coming. Oh, he mustn't see Dagwood acting like this. I don't want him to see me, either. I'm... I'll just run over to the house and put on some dry clothes. And find page 13. Blondie? Oh, uh, hello, Mr. Dithers. Was that man annoying you? You mean Mr. Fuddle? No, no. I mean the tramp who ran away as I came up the walk. That was Mr. Fuddle. He fell in a puddle. This is no time for poetry, Blondie. I want to see Dagwood. Is he in? Well, yes, he is. But, well, he's acting sort of queer. I'll say he is. If the story old man Scrimper tells me is true, he must have bats in his belfry. Well, I don't know what Scrimper told you, but I'm sure Dagwood can explain. Go right in, Mr. Dithers. I, I've got to run over to Fuddles. Fuddles? What for? To find page 13. Bumstead, where are you? Bumstead! Quiet, Dithers! Uh, say, what's the matter with you, Bumstead? I want quiet. I'm making big decisions. Hmm. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Maybe when you get around to it, you won't mind telling me why you left old man Scrimper on a rainy day with no roof on his house. Does Scrimper say that? Yes. It's a lie. Well then, what's your story? Scrimper gave the job to some cheap concern. They took off the roof. When it started to rain, they quit. Oh, well, the rain is ruining his furniture. He wants the roof fixed. I suppose he's sore at the other people anyway. He wants us to do the job now. No. How's that? I hope old Scrimper gets washed down a drain. Now listen, Bumstead. Scrimper is a big man. This job can lead to others. We've got to accommodate him. I haven't. How do you mean you haven't? Get down off that silly table and get some men and go out and fix that roof. 
Nonsense, Stithers! If you think you can send me out on a rainy day to fix a leaky roof, you've got another thing coming! What? Say, who do you think you are? I am Dagwood Bumstead, president of J.C. Dithers Company. Huh? What did you say? You heard me. I'm president and I don't mend roofs. But I'm thinking of getting a better job. Oh, you are? Chairman of the board, maybe? No, there's not much future with you, Dithers. Too hindbound. Huh? So I'm thinking of going into business on my own. What? When? Right now. I resign right now. Goodbye, Dithers. Listen, are you firing me? That's right. Scram, Dithers. I'm busy making plans. Look here, Bumstead. A joke is a joke. Get out, Dithers, before I throw you out. I give you to the count of three. Listen, if you think you're kidding, you're wrong. One? Are you going? Yes, I'm going. But don't think you can call me back and apologize. Two, are you still here? Once I go out that door, you're through, Bumstead. Three. Hey, don't throw that. Pa. <laughs> Dagwood, what's happened? He's fired. I mean, I'm fired. I just resigned. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I warned him, and what I said goes. Wait. No. Goodbye forever, Bumstead. Don't slam the door behind you. Pa. Oh, Dagwood, do you know what you've done? Ooh. What's that? The door buzzer. Dagwood, what's the matter? I feel faint. Oh. <gasps> Dagwood, speak to me. Oh, Mr. Fuddle, come here quick. What's wrong? He resigned from his job, threw Mr. Dithers out. Then when you rang the doorbell, he fainted. Uh, I'll get some water. Bumstead, come too. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, where am I? In a fine mess. The last I remember, I was in a garden. Bees and stuff. You've covered a lot of ground since then, Bumstead. You just gave up your job and threw Dithers out of the house. Two, oh, Blondie! This episode of Blondie is being produced and sponsored by the Watertown Players. The Watertown Players have been a staple of this community for over 30 years, founded by William F. Yonke III. This little community theater troupe started out performing the annual Christmas play at the Octagon House Museum. After years of roaming the streets in search of a place to call home, the Watertown players found 210 South Water Street in the market right here in downtown Watertown. Thespians of all sizes and ages are welcome on this stage, from the tiniest of Tims to the oldest of Ebenezers. You will always find wonderful entertainment in the theater of the Watertown players. For further information on the Watertown Players, please follow the group on Facebook. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now, back in the Bubstead home, we find a shaken Dagwood back on the couch while Fuddle stands by. Blonnie is on the telephone talking to Mrs. Dithers. 
Well, listen, Corey. When Mr. Dithers does get home, ask him to call me right away. Tell him Dagwood is all right now and wants to apologize. You will? Oh, thank you, Corey. Goodbye. She'll tell him. It won't do any good, do you think? Maybe I could put Dithers under control. No, Mr. Fuddle. You've done enough today. Did you ever find page 13? Yeah, it was just stuck to the other page with mud. It says the same kind of sound that puts them in the trance will bring them out of it. Then it must have been the door buzzer that brought Dagwood out. There's just one little catch to it, though. Eh? Uh, what catch? Well, for a few hours after he comes out, he's liable to slip back into it anytime he hears another buzzer. Oh, gosh. Well, we won't have any more buzzers. Say, who's this coming up the, the front path? Where? Oh, that's old Mr. Scrimper. Maybe if I get on the right side of him... All right. Only... Only you'd better open the door before he rings that door buzzer. Yes, I I'll talk to him. Hello, Mr. Scrimper. Hello, nothing. What's the idea of opening that door in my face? I wanted to save you ringing the bell. Oh, you did, eh? Well, when I start anything, I finish it. I had my finger on that bell, and I'm going to ring it. No! Yes! Oh, dear! Scrimper! Eh? Take your finger off of my doorbell! Don't mind him, Mr. Scrimper. He's under again. Blondie, leave me alone with Scrimper. Uh, yes, dear. Uh, just a minute till I ring the door buzzer again. Oh, dear. Mr. Scrimper jammed it. Mr. Fuddle, where's that bee? Huh? The honey bee, you know, to bring Dagwood out of it. Bee? There's no bees out on a day like this. Oh, yes, there are. Good idea, Blondie. Here's the bee right here. Buzz it, quick, before Dagwood gets dangerous again. I'm trying to buzz it. Say, it's busted too. Oh. Oh, must have gone wrong when Dagwood kicked me through the door. How's that? He kicked a big man like you? I'll say, a beauty. I'll run back home from my players, Blondie. I'll go with you. Wait, don't leave me alone with this man if he's violent. Just don't cross him and you'll be all right. Sit down, Scrimper. Well, I'd better be going. If you try to leave before I say, you'll go feet first. Got that, Scrimper? Yes, certainly, Mr. Bumstead. Uh, I'll sit here quietly. Okay. Now, what's your business with me? Well, those crooks who took the roof off my house left me in a bad situation. I've decided to do business with Dithers, but I can't find him. You can do business with me. Well, get the roof back on my house before this rain ruins everything. We, uh, can talk over the price later. Oh, no. We'll talk over the price now. See this contract? Uh, the same one you wanted signed before? Yep, the same one. I'll sign it. Oh, no. Not now, you won't. I've got another clause to go in there. Where's my pen? I don't know as I'll agree to any changes. Then let it rain. The radio news says it's only been drizzling so far. Going to be the worst rain in years. Well, that what's the clause you want in there? It says 
we get all of your work for the next ten years. No! Then, let it rain! Wait, how do I know what you'll charge? We'll meet any other bid. The lowest bid? Don't be silly. The highest. No! Listen, Scrimper, if you say no to me once more, you won't be able to sign anything. I'm offering you a fair business deal. Are you going to take it, or are you going to make me mad at you? Well, I... When I get mad, I'm terrible. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Now, for the last time, here's the pen. Are you going to sign? Give me the pen. Dagwood! Quiet! Mr. Scrimper can't sign with all this noise! Sign? Sign what? This ten-year contract, at his terms. Oh, well, then I guess you don't need the B right now. I'm doing all right. Sign, Scrimper! Blondie, hey, it's fixed. Never mind, Mr. Fuddle. You see? It looks like a charm now. Listen. Ooh! What's the matter with Bumstead now? Oh, nothing. He just lies down like that when he's tired. He lay down mighty fast. I'm getting out of here. Don't forget to sign the contract. Sign nothing. I, I think you're all crazy. I'm going. Wait. Quick, Fuddle. The bee. Eh? The bee. Give us the bee. Coming up. One bee. Stand aside. Let me out. Scrimper! Get away from that door! Oh, he's come too. What's the delay, Scrimper? Why haven't you signed? I was just going to. Well, hurry up about it before I go over to your house and take the rest of the roof off. No, now, Mr. Bumstead, uh, don't get heated. Look, I, I've signed the contract. Okay, I'll have some men over there in half an hour. Goodbye. Well, that's what I like. Action. You may drive a hard bargain, but you certainly come through in a pinch. That's because I'm high-powered. Strong. Two. Hey, he's out again. Answer the phone, Blondie. I'll get Dagwood on the couch. Yes, I'll get it. Hey, why doesn't somebody answer that phone? He's in again. Hello? Blondie? Corey gave me your message. Oh, yes, Mr. Dithers. You see... That Dithers? I'll take it. Hello, Dithers. Bumstead this end. Well, I meant what I said, Bumstead. Don't interrupt, Dithers. I've just signed a ten-year contract with Mr. Scrimper. Our terms, and I want some action from you. Did, did you say a ten-year contract? That's what I said. I want twenty of our best men over on that job right away. I want that roof back on his house before it's dark. That's the talk. Let me talk to him. Hello, Dithers? Hey, too bad you haven't got more men like Bumstead in your organization. Says what he means, means what he says. Better not let him get away from you, Dithers, if you want to stay in business. <laughs> oh, goodbye. That'll give him something to think about. Well, I've got to be going. I'll I'll be looking for those men. They'll be there. When I give orders, I don't fool. Oh, I know, I know. You're certainly a live wire. Two. Oh, catch him. I got him. Oh, you'd better go, Mr. Scrimper. Don't worry. Oh, I'm not worried a mite. 
I've seen Bumstead bounce back from those little naps he takes. Wonderful system, wonderful. I wish I knew his secret. You do? Then let me introduce myself, sir. Farquhar Fuddle is the name. Mr. Bumstead's trainer. Ah, uh, teacher. Oh, is that so? Indubitably, my friend. And as I look at you, I feel confident that you too can gain a dominant personality with a little coaching from me. You don't say. Uh, how much would you ask? Just step outside with me, friend. See you later, Bumstead. So long, Blondie. Now, Scrimper, of course, you understand that the secret is priceless, sir. Absolutely priceless. However... Blondie? Yes, dear. How do you feel? Kind of tired. No wonder. Hopping in and out of your subconscious like that. Why don't you take a little nap? Yeah, I think I will. Say, that was a good story about the bee in the garden. Whatever happened to the bee? Oh, he stung a couple of people who needed stinging and gathered some honey for us. Did he? Hey, okay. Uh-huh. Now listen, Dagwood, that bee doesn't bother you anymore. Understand? Uh-huh. Repeat after me. I, Dagwood Bumstead, am no longer bothered by buzzers. I, Dagwood Bumstead, am no longer bothered by buzzers. Now when you hear this buzzer, it won't mean a thing to you. Hear it? <sighs> well, thank heavens he's back to normal. Well, I guess that's the end of that. And so, we leave Blondie and Dagwood of Shady Lane Avenue. We invite you to listen again next week when we join the Bumsteads once more. Next week's episode is entitled, Finders Keepers. Hm, sounds like a hoot and a half to me. This week's episode, The Trance of a Lifetime, featured the voice talents of Greg Coots as Scrimper, Patrick Grover as Mr. Dithers, Matt Emerson as Fuddle, Blaine Landowski as Dagwood, and of course, Lisa Steffel as Blondie. This week's episode was brought to you by the Watertown Players. Looking for quality, affordable entertainment? Well, look no further, friends. The Watertown Players are on the air every week with new episodes of Blondie. And more productions are always in the works. Be sure to follow the Watertown Players on Facebook so you can stay in the know. This is your announcer, Jim Steffel, thanking you for supporting the Watertown Players and our weekly episodes of Blondie. For more information on how you can help fund these fine, old-fashioned productions, please text BLONDIE to 44321. That's BLONDIE, B-L-O-N-D-I-E, to 44321. Thank you, and good night!